Welcome to another episode of the E&E Show. I am Bucky Elliott, the media director here at International Commission. On the show, we like to talk about equipping and enabling ordinary believers to share the gospel because anyone can do it. Um, you are called by Jesus to go and share the message. If you don't know how to do that, uh, we can train you and equip you to do that. But today we want to just encourage you with a story from our special guest, Elena. And Elena is a college student. She was a participant on our mission team to the Philippines in 2019. And she saw God do amazing things through her. She's technically an international speaker uh, because of that experience and other mission trips that she's been on. And now she uh, has been emboldened to share her testimony of what God has done in her life uh, with anybody who will listen. So without further ado, welcome, Elena. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, Elena, let's just, let's just get into it here. What, what did God show you about himself in the Philippines? So God kind of showed me that I'm not defined by my sins. So leading up to the Philippines, I was in a pretty sinful relationship. And so um, I was just questioning, like, why I was even supposed to be on that trip. And um, I remember, like, the week like the week that we were leaving, I was, like, praying. And I was like, God, why am I even going? Like, just, just please use me um, to glorify you and to build your kingdom. Because honestly, I'm not sure why I'm here. Because I'm not living for you in this moment. And so um, he just showed me that he calls me by my name, not my sins. And that... Satan calls me by my sins and not my name. And so um, really he just showed me that my sins, even though they displeased him, can still glorify his kingdom and can still um, be used for his good works. Wow. That's a, that's a good word already. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more about that then. What, what, what are some ways that God can use your life what did god show you about yourself in the philippines he really just showed me that i have a voice and that i shouldn't be afraid or ashamed of the the valleys that i've walked through um because typically as a christian you know we we feel that shame in what we've done and that's common but those things shouldn't hold us back from sharing the gospel. And so he just really showed me that I have a voice and that my testimony can change lives. And that even though those things were sinful and I should feel some kind of shame towards them, it shouldn't stop me from sharing the gospel. And that even though those things were hard for me to understand like how I could have gotten to that point. I watched so many people be able to relate to it that I wouldn't I wouldn't change it now. I wouldn't go back and change what I went through now. And yeah, that kind of shows you that the, the the difference between, you know, like a godly sorrow, a holy sorrow over your sin, the the rebellion toward God, the the effect of it. Um but the difference between that and and shame, you know, that comes from the enemy, just like you said, uh, because the re the reality is your 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 story, your testimony can really affect other people 
such a profound way when they can relate to it and realize that, wow, Elena's a human just like me. She has made mistakes, but look how God even uses those things to bring about uh, his plan and and to restore relationships uh, and all the things that, that only God can do. So that that's awesome. Um, would you would you tell us a little bit more about your testimony? Uh, you have shared this uh, online a couple of times in just a raw and bold way. I heard you. I got to I got the privilege of being there with you in the Philippines to hear you do this kind of for the first time publicly. Just lay it all out there before a whole crowd of kids who obviously received that message. And when it came time to call them to accept Christ almost everybody in the room uh, responded and it was amazing. So share that with us, if you would, what's happened in the last couple of years, the journey that you've been on, um, there's been ups and downs, but you've seen Jesus pursuing you and now you're pursuing him full force. How, how did you get to this point? Yeah, so leading up to the Philippines, um, I was in a bit of a sinful relationship and I knew going into the Philippines that my life was not where it should have been. And so coming back from the Philippines, I was on this like mountaintop high, um, just wanting to share the gospel with anybody who would listen. And um, it was really discouraging coming back um, from the Philippines to my small town. Um, that didn't that wasn't receptive at all so i kind of fell into this like post-mission trip depressed state it was really really tough to get out of um and shortly after returning home um, my grandfather who was my um my disciple who walked with me um who kind of mentored me in my faith um passed away and so that was a big loss for me, um, not just because he was my grandfather, but because I lost the person who walked with me. And so um, I was still in that sinful relationship. And then about a month after I got back from the Philippines, I left for college. And so going to college was like culture shock all in itself, because I came from such a small town and then I was dropped in this big city. And at first I was going to 828, which is like an on-campus um, ministry through campus outreach. And um, I kind of just fell off. I wasn't, I wasn't going um, anymore. I wasn't attending church. If I was home, I was working. I didn't have a church in Cape Girardeau. Um, and so I, I really just wasn't walking with the Lord in any way. And so this relationship kind of became the center of my focus. It was like my whole world was in this relationship. And um, about a month after I was at school, I got engaged. And there were signs all through the relationship from God that this wasn't right. I would just get an uneasy feeling or um, we would have a disagreement and I just knew it wasn't right. Um, but I chose to just ignore it. I chose to ignore God's signs. And so that looking back on that, that's hard for me to understand, like how I could just ignore Christ. Um, 
but I put this person on a pedestal and I just, I put all my hope and faith and trust into a, into a human being um, instead, of, instead of Christ. And so this past January, um, my now ex-fiance left me and we, we kind of went our separate ways for about a week. Um, and during that time, I was diagnosed with anxiety um, and depression. And so I remember my mom came to Cape Girardeau and I was just crying on this hotel bathroom floor. And I was just questioning God. I was like, God, why would you put someone in my life and then just take them away? Why would you let me fall in love with someone if it wasn't right? And I was blaming Christ. And so um, I started some anxiety medication. Um, my anxiety wasn't really getting any better. Um, my now ex-fiance and I decided to try it again. And then about a month later, I he said he didn't want to do this anymore. He didn't want to be with me, nothing. And so at this point, I've definitely hit rock bottom. I was having anxiety attack after anxiety attack. I ended up in the emergency room um, because of my anxiety um, and just a bunch of different things. I was depressed, my grades were falling in school and I still wasn't in church. And so I remember I got back to college after my emergency room visit and I met someone um, and he invited me to 828 and I was like, I used to go to that. I should probably, I should probably go check it out and see what it's like now. And so I went to 828 and it was just like, it was really weird to be sitting back in a church pew and listening to um, someone preach to me. Um, and so I was like, I remember the message was, it talked about what Christ really is. Like, and it was like, Christ is forgiveness. Christ is love. Christ is all of these things. And so I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to open my Bible for the first time in a year. And so my Bible had been in my car for a year in my trunk. And so I got my Bible out of my car and I had this uh, blank notebook. And I was like, I'm going to go to Proverbs31.org. It's the only place I know that has devotions. And I'm going to click on the first one I see. And I clicked on the first one and strangely enough, it was, what does God desire in a woman? And I was like, man. And so I clicked on it and it talked about all of the spiritual gifts of women in the Bible. The one that really stood out to me was Mary Magdalene. And it talked about how Mary Magdalene's whole gift was to support the ministry and to just chase God with everything that she had. And I was like, you know, I don't really know what my spiritual gift is right now because I don't feel confident sharing my testimony. I don't feel confident preaching to people. And I haven't been chasing God. So maybe that should be my spiritual gift. Maybe I should just take it upon myself to create an opportunity. And so that's what I've been doing. I've just been chasing Christ with my whole heart um, over these last couple of years. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And um, God has called me to really share my testimony now. So through chasing him, he's created more opportunities for me um, to share the gospel, to share my testimony and to guide others who are going through the same situations as me. Well, that is, that is awesome. 
uh, Elena, where does your where does your boldness to tell other people about Jesus come from? It comes from Christ. So really, when I wasn't walking with Christ, I was scared to death to share my testimony. Um, but when I am walking with Christ, when I when I am chasing Christ and and active in my prayer life, active um, in reading my Bible, you know, active in church, um, living for Christ, that boldness just comes naturally. It's just there. Um, all these amazing things are happening in your life. You're seeing God's works. You're seeing the great things that He's doing in your life and others' lives, and it, it would just it would just feel wrong to not tell people about it. Um, to be to be bold is to is to know Christ, honestly. Um, loving Christ is one of the boldest things you can do. And so through that, he gives you the boldness to tell others about him. So I just I just saw a um, quote the other day and it said, your greatest, your testimony is your greatest um, defense against hell. And I was like, that is 100% true. Um, because without my testimony, I would not know how how to share Christ's love for others. I wouldn't know how to share that. Um, that's the only way I've been able to relate to people. It's the only way that I've been able to get the gospel across. So without my testimony, I wouldn't know how to defend against hell. So. Man, that is good. Uh, we, uh, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Nobody can argue with your testimony. That's your your experience. But you can share the gospel through it and clearly tell other people how they can have what you have. Uh, can you talk about that a minute? Like what's what are some ways that people can can share the gospel through their testimony and what's the power in that? So really just being open and honest about what you've been through and where Christ brought you from um, is the biggest thing that I found. Um, so earlier in my testimony, which I didn't really talk about, um, during high school, especially like my freshman year, I was partying a lot, drinking a lot, um, in sinful relationships, um, disobeying my parents, not living for Christ, didn't know Christ, um, and was just really, really of the world. Um, and I tend to relate the best to young adults and teenagers um, because I've been through and and given into just about every temptation that they're gonna be faced with. And so really just telling them that I've been through it, I've done it, I've seen it, and that Christ is the only thing better than that mm. is, is what gets them. You know, to, to see that I've, walked through that worldly life and the only thing that can fill the voids in my heart that I was looking for and all of that is Christ is is what changes lives that is what that is what Christ has called us to do is to tell them that he is better than those things and so just just making sure that Christ is the center of your testimony and not oh well I did this and I did that it's Christ did this and Christ did that. That's the most important part is making sure that Christ is the center of it and making sure that, you know, before you share your testimony, 
you're not emotional. Um, you can be emotional when you share, but that you're not sharing out of emotion and that it's of God and you're sharing um, because God called you to share and that you pray before you share so that God gives you the right words and so that um, the audience that you're speaking to gets out of it what Christ wants them to get out of it is the most important part. That is so solid. That, man, that's awesome. What What do you hope that young adults and teens will do when they hear your testimony? Honestly, I can't change their life. All I can do is plant the seed. Um, so I hope that they that they accept what I say um, and that they allow Christ to work through them. And I understand, like, I know that Christ is going to water that seed and it's going to grow. Um, it might take weeks. It might take two months. It might take two years. It might take 20 years, but Christ is going to water that seed. And so um, all I can hope for is that they're just receptive, that they, that they listen, that they pay attention um, and that they hear what I'm saying. Um, but really as a Christian, the only thing I can do is plant the seed. Christ does everything else. And so the, the main thing is that I, I hope I can encourage them, if nothing else, that I can encourage them to um, step away from the worldly things. Um, even if they don't accept Christ immediately to, to not drink, to not do drugs, to, to not be in sinful relationships, um, to not fall into all those temptations because one, they're dangerous and two, they're not of Christ. And so um, really all I can hope for is that they're just receptive. Um, even if it doesn't involve an immediate change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I want to echo that and, and encourage young adults and teens to, to just to, to chase Christ. If, if you feel like you have gone too far, if you just feel like um, you, you are not following the Lord the way that you want to or know you're supposed to you can just turn right around i mean right now the thing is you know we need we need god's grace to be able to leave all of that behind uh, but we need to know his love to to really have the power to do that if you don't know how to share your testimony uh, just tell your story the way Elena does. You, you can do this in a simple way. You know, even if you don't have an opportunity to speak in front of other people, or maybe if you don't have time uh, to to really tell um, all of the, the important details to someone, you can share your testimony in like 15 seconds. You can start a gospel conversation. I mean, really the main elements that need to be there are uh, who were you before when you weren't following Christ? Or, or what is your life like when you're not following Christ? Tell them who Jesus is and what he did. And then what is your life like now? What's different? How is it different? And uh, and they'll see the effect that, that Jesus has in your life. But here's the other thing. If you are following Christ and you're um, seeing changes in your, in your life, changes in your personality, in your priorities, people are going to notice that who know you. And so that's going to lend uh, credibility and authenticity in their minds to to what you're telling them and they're going to know that it's real elena i know that uh your focus and your priorities in life have changed uh in the last year or so will you talk a little bit about that and and, and how that happened 
So if you saw my video, um, my IC stories video, I talked about that I was called to be a teacher mm -hmm. and I immediately thought school teacher. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a school teacher. And so my first year of college, I went to be a school teacher, an elementary education teacher, a middle school English teacher. Um, and that was not it. That was not it at all. Um, and so coming to that realization, I realized that God did call me to be a teacher, but not a school teacher. God called me to be a teacher of his word and to teach people about him. And so through that, I um, have been presented with a lot of opportunities. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Mexico in July. Um, I had the opportunity to go to um, Orlando Project, um, which is basically just nine weeks in Orlando, um, learning how to share the gospel, sharing the gospel, um, working at SeaWorld and living with just a bunch of other believers in Christ. Um, but I kind of turned both of those opportunities down um, because I felt called to stay home. And I felt called to work with young adults transitioning into college and high school students. And so I am I have a youth rally, youth ministry um, in the works. Uh, so that that's a big thing that's coming um, to my small town. Um, and then I also have had um, a podcast kind of on the forefront of my mind, just just something that God's kind of laid on my heart. So I've been praying about that. Um, but really my main priority, the main thing that has changed for me is to share my testimony. And I want to tell people about Christ. I did wander and I did stray so far from the path and I turned around and Christ was right there with open arms waiting for me. And he just fulfilled that promise. You know, the Bible says, you know, that he would be there, um, that he would wait for me, that I could wander and turn around and he'd be right there. Um, and he did. He pulled me out of the depths. He pulled me from the depths and set me on the solid rock. And um, if that's not if that's not the true meaning of Christ, I, I don't know what is. Um, he fulfilled promise after promise after promise to me, um, even though I didn't deserve it, even though he didn't have to. He did it because he loves me and he did it because I'm his daughter. Um, and that's that's the main thing. Oh, that's awesome. I, I expect you to see uh, a harvest of people um, embracing that, hearing your testimony, hearing the gospel, turning to Christ. And uh, so that's awesome. But you're right. God keeps his promises. That's what his will is for us to do. And he, uh, you know, we have the promise that um, God will go and go before us and he will move and he wants to save. He, you know, he desires that none would perish. He's called you through the great commissions and you are obeying. And so you're going to see him work more and more and more. And the same is true of, of any of our viewers who will step out uh in in boldness trusting christ not yourself uh, elena does this because she trusts jesus and uh, and she knows that he keeps his promises if you'll do that you're going to see god work through you as well
so Elena, where um, where do you, if you can guess, or just dream, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Um. So honestly, full time ministry has um kind of been in the back of my mind. I don't know if it's just something that I think about or if it's something that um, Christ is laying on my heart. I, I'm not sure I've been praying about it. Um, but honestly, just telling people about Jesus, whether that be here in the States, whether that be um, in my hometown, whether that be around the world, I'm not sure. Um, or maybe just even in my career, um, but just telling people about Christ. Um, so in five years I will hopefully have my doctorate in audiology um, and working with children um, in a hospital setting and I think you know children going through something like that is the perfect time to minister to their parents um, and the perfect time to minister to them um, as a doctor uh, a lot of doctors you know they they believe the whole science thing but I know that God can perform miracles and so I think just being able to tell um, parents and kids you know there's a there's a part in the Bible where it talks about, you know, God fix this person's hearing. And I was like, and God can do that for you if you have faith, if you have if you pray. Um, and so like just just being able to minister in that way, um, specifically. Um, but I definitely like can see myself um, you know, traveling the world and telling people about Christ. There's so many people that haven't heard the name of Jesus that that need to hear it. And um I'm not equipped, you know, I'm not equipped to do that. Um, but through Christ, I can, and I will. And so, you know, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible that everybody quotes in it and and it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And, um, I actually just did a study over this verse. And the only reason that I am fearfully and wonderfully made is because I praise him. And that verse actually says, I praise him because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the only reason that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and can do all of these things and am the person that I am is because I praise Christ. And so I feel like if I continue to praise Christ, he's going to continue to flourish my life. And that that is so encouraging. And so in five years, I hope that um, I'm living for Christ the way that I am now, if not more. Amen. I'm excited to see what happens, you know, where, where God takes you. And uh, I hope to join you again on the field uh, here in the States and overseas uh, to work with you together and, and sharing the gospel. Now, there's there's really no greater joy than doing that, right? Right. I plan to be um, on the first trip here in the States. And so I'm super excited about that. It's going to be close to home. And I'm also planning to go back to the Philippines. So um that's obviously not close to home, but it's a place that I feel called to be. And so um, I watched what God could do there um, two years ago, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Man, working with the believers there was so inspiring, challenging, encouraging. I mean, it's it was it was awesome. I know both of us are still in touch with friends that we made there. And uh, so that's one of the benefits of, of going uh, overseas like that is uh, you make you make lifelong friends as well. Um, I know that uh, I learned a lot and uh, I was inspired by the, the faith and just the dedication, uh, the joy of the Filipino Christians that we work with. 
Um, how did that, how did that impact you? Honestly, it made me feel challenged because they were on such a, on such a level that I had never seen before. Um, they were, they were so bold to just step out in their own, in their own country, in their own towns, their own villages, and just share. They had no shame at all. Um, and here in the States, you know, it's hard to just walk up to someone on the street and be like, can I tell you about Christ? But that's exactly what they were doing. And they were so grounded in their faith. They, they didn't let anything hold them back or stop them. And so it just challenged me to be just like that. And so I think, I think working with them was the greatest experience I could have ever had. Um, they were so encouraging. They, they provided me with opportunities um, to share the gospel. They made sure that, that um, people knew that I was coming. Um, I, think, I think the weirdest part about being in the Philippines was everybody thought I was famous. I think it's because I had blonde hair at the time and blue eyes, I'm not sure. Um, but everybody thought I was famous. And so they, they used that um, kind of to their advantage to to create opportunities to get me into places um, so that people were receptive. And so just to be that creative and that bold and and to challenge people to to be bold and to create opportunities um, was so encouraging. And it's just something that I strive to do here in the States. Absolutely, man. That's one of the things that challenges me so much too is uh, just to see that um, when we're the visitors, we're we're thinking about our experience and we're we're um, getting the opportunity to go into to homes or you know other places and or sometimes even on the street right and and share the gospel with people um, but they've done all this groundwork they've been praying they've been investing in relationships they've been inviting people and they're still there when we leave to help you know continue the relationship to help disciple people um, to help new believers grow and they're they're the ones who are going across the street we're going across the world but they're the ones you know going across the street and being bold enough to say to the person who lives you know right next to them or people in their own family or their friends or co-workers uh, to, to share the gospel with them and you know i just pray we would have that same boldness at home so god's been growing that in me um and just being able to work with with believers overseas that are that are bold in their faith like that uh, is a huge a huge benefit yeah and i think that um being in the philippines it showed me like they're not scared of persecution like mm -hmm. they weren't scared of what people thought of them and like here here going you know on my college campus into starbucks and and talking to people and trying to make friends and and do this stuff and telling them i'm a christian like can I tell you about Christ? And can I tell you what Christ did for you? You're scared to be mm -hmm. shot down. And they weren't at all. They were not scared of that persecution. They were not scared of that, of being rejected. They, they were just so on fire all the time. And, and you can tell that they're like that because I follow some of the churches that we worked with on, on Facebook. And so they post their, um, their church services live. And so, um, I still watch them and, it, and it's incredible to see how they worship and how they and how 
bold they are and just how how on fire for Christ that they are um, all the time, not just when we were there, but even now continuing and moving forward. Um, it's just so encouraging to, to watch them and to to know that they are still following, you know, following up on the things that we left and the loose ends that we might have left when we um, flew out. And so that's that's my favorite thing about IC. They don't just go in and um, share the gospel and then leave people hanging. They have that follow-up plan. They have plans in place to make sure that people are discipled and to make sure that they're walking with Christ and getting the resources that they need. Amen. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that is definitely um, part of the you know the holistic plan of of discipleship from from leading people to Christ on through um, growing them into uh, disciples who will make more disciples and then in turn share their faith and then it just multiplies and multiplies. Um, they they take that model of boldness that they've seen, and that's how they think the Christian life works. And so they you know they they then repeat what's modeled there there's a huge power in that uh, so if you're watching this and this sounds like an experience you want to have uh, you can go on mission with us come come with us uh, on a short-term mission trip overseas where you're going to work with local believers who've been doing all that we're talking about and you're going to be able to share the gospel with people in simple ways and know that multiplication multiplication is happening there and then you're going to have all that experience sharing the gospel when you come back home so you can do the same thing here just go on our website uh, internationalcommission.org go to see our list of trips that you can apply for um, we'll do we'll do the evangelism training uh, with you so you'll be prepared to go they'll be preparing there on the ground to go and uh, you can go and obey the lord and see him work through you it'd be awesome uh, if you want some training, if, if you know you want to share the gospel with people, uh, but you don't know really where to start, we have some evangelism tools for you. Uh, go and check out our evangelism toolkit, Storytelling with Purpose Evangelism Toolkit. And it's called Storytelling with Purpose uh, because the focus there is uh, training you how to share your story in the story of Jesus with people in a way that they can receive it and that it's easy for you to tell. Uh, there's a there's a tool in there that will help you write your testimony if you've never done that before. We, we talked a whole lot about the power of sharing your testimony and your authentic story, but if you just don't even know how to do that, there's a guide that can help you write that out. That's a tool that we use uh, on every IC project as well because it's just, it's so accessible for, for every believer to be able to do that and to share that in a, a simple and really effective way. So, um, Elena, is there anything else that you want to say to encourage uh, our viewers before we sign off? Yeah. So if you feel even the slightest calling, say yes. Christ isn't going to put that thought in your head, isn't going to put that feeling in your chest if you shouldn't go. Um, and even if you're going for what you feel like is the wrong reason, if you're just wanting the experience, if you're just wanting um, a story to tell, just go, just say yes, because Christ is gonna use you. If you say yes to a trip overseas, here in the States, whatever, to share the gospel, Christ is gonna use you. It doesn't matter if that is your life calling, if it's a one-time thing, or if it's, if it's last minute or it's been planned for five years 
um, Christ is gonna use you wherever you go, wherever you say yes to. And so just be bold, don't be afraid. Christ is gonna use you, Christ is gonna protect you, and it's gonna be the best experience of your life. Awesome. Thanks so much for, for joining us today, Elaine. It's been a, a huge blessing and a big encouragement. Uh, if you're watching this, you have been encouraged today to go and share your testimony. So uh, go out and tell somebody about Jesus. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for, for joining us.